Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Today, we're going to talk about how to be unstoppable in your business. My guest today is Carmen Wild. Carmen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Michelle, for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. You have an absolutely amazing background. So before we get into that, just real quick uh, to introduce you, you are a high-performance business coach and breakthrough specialist who helps entrepreneurs and executives reach next-level success. By age 30, you were an executive division head for a multi-billion dollar organization and self-made millionaire. That's amazing. Congratulations. Uh, You're a multinational entrepreneur. You've got 20 plus years of commercial experience and you're certified in a a whole list of things for business Uh, and you have a degree in clinical psychology. So you've got a really interesting perspective that you bring into this world. Um, I would love to know a little bit more. I definitely want to talk about your background, but um, about what it means to you to help entrepreneurs become unstoppable and how you support them with that. Oh, wow. It means everything to me. Um, I live, breathe, eat, and sleep. Um, It's... My role, I don't see my role as work. I see it as an absolute awesome. privilege to participate in people's lives. And uh, they're sharing such significant and meaningful and deep aspects of their lives. And I'm helping them close the gaps to live their business dream and, and, and live the, the life that they, they dream to have. And, you know, your own success is really sweet and, and to achieve amazing things in your own life is incredible. But I don't think there is a greater joy than I've, that I've experienced over my last few decades than helping another person achieve success and seeing their joy when they realize, oh, my word, this is possible. Oh, my word, I've done it. I've checked that off. I never thought I gave up on that dream and now mm-hmm. it's done. That is just It's priceless. I love that. Yeah, it it is. There's something more rewarding about watching Mm. others that you're working with and and helping them to achieve those dreams. And and what you just said there, I think, is is so key because so many times we do start to give up on those dreams. We think, well, maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe I just Mm. can't do it. And it makes all the difference in the world when you have somebody else cheering you on and going, no, you absolutely can and then you see that happen. One of the things that I love is you have a motto that is, you can have anything you want, just decide. Ah, oh, yes. That motto has, um, it actually started at the age of 13 already. I, it, I didn't realize that that's what was happening at mm-hmm. age 13, but it's carried 
the, the, the essence and the fabric of my life has been around key decisions at poignant moments. And that is one of the key things I help clients do. And then it's so interesting, whether it's a corporate executive or whether it's an entrepreneur, one thing that I find gets them stuck is decision. And, yeah. um, you know, they might even know what they want. And they... They, they even have purpose and they're excited and they have the skill set. What I find really stagnates business is the lack of decision or delay in decision because there's so much fear about making the wrong decision. Yeah. And yeah. when you do decide, you know, even I, I often say to clients, it doesn't matter even if you make the wrong decision because decision ignites action. And as long as if you're in momentum, that's what you need in business. You need to be moving yes. all the time. So, if you, so what if you make the, the wrong decision? What's the worst that could possibly happen? The worst that could happen in life is death. So, <laughs> you know, unless this decision is going to possibly um, lead to that, okay, yes, maybe you should delay it. Um, but, but if it's not, then make the decision, get into momentum, and if it's the wrong one, just correct you know, just correct. Yeah, you know, it's it's it really is easy to get stuck in that place mm. and and be afraid to mm. make a decision because we are afraid of, of making course. wrong decision, and it seems easier to avoid sometimes. So, what advice do you give clients when they're in that space where you can see they just need to make a decision right now and they're resisting yeah. it? It's you know, this is part of a, a process that I. I go through with my clients it's called show up and be unstoppable and um, it's a four-part process and this decision part of it is actually the third key aspect of it and I, I take them through a whole process where I we're fearful of decisions because there's self-doubt there's yeah. confidence maybe comes into the into play and, mm-hmm. and most of the time we're We've made up stuff in our mind. It's the story we make up about what may or may not happen. Um, and what I say, and, and just a few, yeah, maybe a, a few pointers. It's what's the worst that can go wrong? That yeah. really gets. It's usually not as bad as yeah, we, as yeah, we yeah, make it yeah. in our heads. And, and then I say, okay, so if, if they come up with something that sounds pretty hectic, The next question would be, okay, so what's the probability of that happening? And the probability is usually like 0 to 1%, you know, of of it actually happening. And now we've already broken it down because it's just, we've got to break the fear down. And and then the other question that really gets people moving, it's what's the cost to you of not making this decision? Yeah. And when people realize that, so those two, so what's the worst that can happen? Okay, geez, that's really, I'm making stuff up. It can't really be that bad. And if it, even if that, maybe some of that happens, I can correct it. Yeah. Um, but the cost to me is so huge of not making this decision. And that breaks it down. And, um, you know, there's a couple of other things, but those two questions really breaks it down beautifully for people in their minds. And they realize, you know what, I have been fussing about this thing for so long. And the moment they make that decision, it's like, it's like, you know, everything opens up. And there's 
now there's clarity. Now the brain knows because mm. the brain works well with the instruction. And the minute you've made a decision, you've got the instruction. Okay, so now it's like like if if let's take a personal example. If you someone a man wants to propose and he's been carrying on about this proposal and making all this thing about the ring and the wedding and the finances and the house and whatever. And he just decides, you know what, stuff the ring, stuff everything. I love this woman. Um, I'm going to just propose. And he decides. And it happens and it's natural and it's beautiful. And she says, yes. And then everything else just starts happening. And it's the same thing in business. It's Make the decision because that ignites action. And, and every single challenge, and oh, geez, my, my, I don't do drama, but my life looks like a movie Absolutely. drama. It's like one drama after the other, huge challenges. And what I realize is that every single one of those challenges, if I hadn't made a really bold decision, mm. I could have been really depressed, really anxious, given up on life, um, given up on my business dreams, just had inertia. Um, but I took control, made the decisions. They weren't always easy. It's, you know, do what's right, not what's easy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and life seems to work out. Business works out uh, when you just have those kind of, um, it takes it's courage. It is courage. But, I'm, um, I'm taking all sorts of notes right now. I don't normally oh, take notes when I'm doing a podcast interview, but I'm literally <laughs> writing it down. I hope everybody listening is to those questions. I've never heard it put that way, but that, that makes complete sense. I can see where when you look at it from that perspective, because it's normally I hear people talk about, well, okay, what's the worst can, that can happen? But looking at the other side of that mm. is really a different way to look at it and go, what is this costing? that decision i love that absolutely absolutely you know you mentioned the the idea of of kind of life as a movie and the dramatic elements and and you mentioned a minute ago uh how things changed for you when you were 13 so can you share a little bit with us about that Mm, sure so my whole entrepreneurial dream actually started at the age of 13 and um it was a it, it was and it was by mistake okay because i i was invited to a friend's home uh-huh. and she happened to be an only child uh come from a very wealthy uh, family and the minute i stepped into my friend's entrance hall my life changed in an instant because i looked at this lot glossy t- italian tiles massive yeah. spaces beautiful fabrics a, like a waterfall plunging into the pool in the background was, um, it was ridiculous it was for a 13 year old that was like i'd never seen anything like that it looked yeah. like something like vogue that i realized later in life um and in that moment as i took all of this in something something made me say candace was your dad's dad rich I mean, uh, why would I ask a question like that at 13, you know? Seems like and, a, fair, a fair question for a 13-year-old to wonder. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and the, the, the answer was so surprising because that changed my life. And she said, no, Carmen, she's, he's always telling me how poor they were and that he had to build everything from scratch. And I looked at her and I thought, oh, my word, if he could do it, so could I. And in that wow. moment, just the entire trajectory of my life changed because I had a, I had a possible, a possibility had opened up for me that I right. never knew people from my background mm. could even 
think of, you know, we weren't exposed to that kind of thing. Our homes were humble. I, I, I shared a bedroom with my siblings. That wasn't our kind of lifestyle. And the minute you know, I knew what I wanted. I was like, I want lots of money. I want like pots of money because I want to live like this and I don't want to struggle. Um, the way my family has struggled for generations. Mm. And because I knew what I wanted, I knew it was possible because someone else had done it. So I had a, a role model. And, and then it was just this ferocious de- determination to find a way. I had no clue. I had no success models in my family or around me. And from that moment, it just changed every decision, every thought. I was working in every job I could find from the age of 15, Um, not playing and having holidays. It was, uh, you know, so everything changed. And that was the start of wanting this own business. And um, that led to me going into the field of psychology because I thought maybe human behavior would help me understand how to create millions. I was horribly disappointed at the end (laughs) of my honors degree in psychology. Um, and uh, realize, okay, so if not that, then let's do this business thing. So I'm going to my first business. Starry-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm going to make a million quickly, you know. Uh-huh. I'm 23 at this stage. And um, three months into running my business from my mom and dad's dining room table with the, the yellow pages and a phone, um, this man says to me, a prospective client, um, young lady, Phone me back when you're no longer a Mickey Mouse company. That hurt. Wow. And um, it hurt because he was right. Mm. You know, he was right. I knew stuff all about business. I I, I really was guessing. Mm. And that was my real first encounter with real disappointments in a business. And uh, I cried for a few hours. And a few days later, I realized, well, Best I go and learn how to run a business. And that led me into the corporate world, into big business. And um, I was like a sponge. For the next 10 years, I just soaked up everything I could. And I was in the most incredible high-performance company, exposed to the most brilliant business minds. Um, And that that just leapfrogged me forward. And then at the height of my career, um, I decided, okay, I think I'm no longer Mickey Mouse. I think I'm okay. (laughs) I think I'm okay to go and follow that entrepreneurial dream. And and that's how it's then officially started. But, um, and interesting, one of the biggest lessons for me from that Mickey Mouse experience was that challenge is a signpost. And, And this is another big thing, just like decision for me. It's, that, that, yes, I could have just cried for days and never recovered from it, you know, and be scarred for life about this man saying I'm Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Um, but actually, Mickey Mouse is a pretty cool mouse, you know. And I mean, <laughs> it's all in the perspective. <laughs> exactly. Um, but coming back to the insight there, what it taught me is that it's okay. The challenge was okay because imagine he hadn't said that. And I hadn't got the lesson so soon. And I'd gone years and years and years battling in business. Mm. And I wouldn't have had this incredible uh, corporate experience, which was the most beautiful playground to learn. Mm. So challenges are just a signpost. And if you're willing to see the sign and 
grow or learn or change or do whatever it is that it's trying to tell you, then you're no longer afraid of challenges, but you almost see them as blessings. Mm. And um, that's a, another key insight that, that I've taken away from, from that. And a key thing I teach clients because they, they almost fear challenges. Right. I say, that's, oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely fine. It's part of life. How can you avoid them? That's true. They're unavoidable, and that's a great way to kind of reframe it and look at it like a blessing that, that's giving you a chance to step up even more. Mm, absolutely. That's, that's great. Uh, that's such an interesting reaction because we do have, you know, those opportunities where we're exposed to a different world like you were when you were 13. And you've got a couple of ways you can choose to react to that. Some people go, okay, well, that's the way other people live. Mm. And that's not possible for me. And then you have the way you chose to react, which was, I want this. How do I get it? Absolutely. And it's interesting, that became the key way I responded then to every single challenge after that. So I, I've become like a, a myth buster. Um, <laughs> yeah. So every myth or societal assumption that's wrong, I love to bust them. And, um, and that's why it's my passion to, to help the 40 plus entrepreneurs. So like, uh-huh. That's my absolute favorite group of people to to support because there's so many myths to bust. You know, we're too old and we don't have energy, and and you know we've we've missed the boat, and and it's uh, we've dug the hole too deep, and can't change direction at this late stage. I've got to settle all those things. Is it's just excuses, and when we just go deeper and deeper, it's actually the most incredible phase of your life to reinvent and and there's a study that's been done which is just phenomenal and it says that um so it was 2.7 million people were in the sample which Mm -hmm. is a a really big sample and huge absolutely And, and and the key finding was that entrepreneurs that are 40 plus are nearly two times more likely to create a successful business than 25-year-old entrepreneurs. And then it gets even better. Uh, A 60-year-old is 1.7 times more likely to create a successful business that lands up in the top 0,1% of all companies. Now, who would have thought? Wow. You know? So, I mean, there's so much. Ah, absolutely. And that's why I'm so excited. Um, I see this group as a force, you know, and, and, and we can have such an impact on society in those later years. But you've got to, again, embrace these, I can be unstoppable. I can do this. I can make these tough decisions. Yeah. I, so, uh, I love that because I think, you know, it's, it's easy for me. And I guess that means I'm about... A year and a half away from this time. <laughs> so that's good. That gives me hope. But, you know, a lot of the people I know that are starting businesses in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s, and think they don't have the right skill set, I look at it and I go, no, you have the most important skills. You have the experience. You have the knowledge and the wisdom that you're bringing with you. And you've already learned the life lessons that, that younger entrepreneurs are, are trying to just figure out life while they also figure out business. Absolutely. In fact, when I explained that, I had a, a new client came up just, just a few days ago. And the first thing he said to me is, Carmen, I'm 55. I'm running out of time. And I, and I said to him, 
oh, wow, then we're going to have the most exciting time together because you're perfectly positioned to be a success. And he looked at me as if I'd lost the plot. He said, did you not hear me? I said, 55. And I said, you're young. Let me just recap what you've just told me in terms of skills, experience, street smarts, right? Um, what not to do. You know, that's just as important as what to do. What I do want. What I do want. Right. He looked at me and he was like, wow, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things you just hit on is really important, the what you want piece of it. Because Mm -hmm. so often it does take you until later in your life to figure out what is it you really want so you can make that decision and go after it. That's great. Well, so that kind of ties into another topic that I wanted to to ask you about. I was uh, taking a look at your blog, which, by the way, for anybody listening, make sure you go check out Carmen's blog. It's at wild with an E, W-I-L-D-E, success.com. You can just click the link to blog that's on the page. But you have an article about the number one leadership skill. And when I clicked to open that up, I was, I was curious, like, what would you consider the number one leadership skill? And it wasn't actually what I would have expected. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that for a minute. First of yes. all, what is it? I'd, I'd love. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what would you expect it to be? What would you have thought it would be? You know, I guess when I see an article like that, I'm thinking it's going to go into the tactical stuff of, you know, being willing to step up and and command and tell people what to do and, you know, like the decision-making type of stuff. But really what you identified, it it made perfect sense as I read down through it, but Mm. you're you're talking about confidence. Absolutely. The most important piece of it. Yeah. And and, and there was an also a huge study done um, and it was actually a study around what the opposite sex finds um, most attractive. So what do we find okay. most attractive in the other sex? Uh-huh. And you would expect look, sexiness, whatever the, right. the heck. Both sexes rated confidence mm. as the number one key thing that they're attracted to. And, and that's the same thing in business. If we just look at it, take an example. You maybe go to a, a conference and it's, it's filled with business leaders, yeah. entrepreneurs, business owners, and someone might not even say anything, mm-hmm. but just the way they hold, yeah. they, you know, there's a quiet strength or the way they walk into a room or maybe come mm-hmm. into a room of strangers and just start greeting people as if they're the host. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 so there's an energy. It's an energy. It's not extroversion and introversion. So that's that, let's take that out of the picture. That's good to know. Think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> As an introvert, I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. It is about this congruence within because there's, there's what I call an acquired confidence. An acquired confidence is someone who's acquired confidence by virtue of their title, their money, their maybe – 100,000 followers on wherever, social media, whatever, that's acquired. This kind of confidence, I call it a magnetic confidence. So it comes from within. It's not what you have on the external front. It's factors that are inside. And it's, again, about knowing what you want, being comfortable with who you are, being congruent with who you are, knowing what you stand for, um, knowing what what purpose and direction you have in life. And when you just get those things figured out, and like you've rightly said, sometimes it takes us a hell of a long time to get there. Um, But when we do have those things, there is an energy about a person like that that we want to congregate around. Mm 
And when, when, when the ship goes down in a business and there's trouble, you are not going to want to back the leader that is panicking and right. lost it and not composed. You're going to go with the, the person who is, we can do this. This is tough. Yes, it's real. We're in it. We're in it deep, but we can do it. Um, so one of the, the business mentor I had, the, the CEO of the company that I worked for, he was incredible. We had some crazy. There was one experience where the government was literally going to close us down. Now, that's pretty serious. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's about as serious as you can get. Yeah, yeah, that's probably like on that scale of like 0 to 100. It's 150. Yeah. Um, and he called us all in and he was, we can do this. We will figure it out. And yes, this is scary, but we as a team and bringing our heads together, we can do this. And it was like, Wow, none of us were fearful of losing our jobs in those moments. And that's the kind of business owner, leader, entrepreneur you want. And what the world needs is mm. just that confidence that just go within and just know that, you know, if I put my mind to it, if I gather some people around me, I don't have to do this alone. We can talk through this. We can decide together. We can figure it out. There's always a way. That is very compelling. Really, really compelling because that 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 shows up in in it. You cannot hide from energy. You can hide from a lot of things, but we sense human energy, and um, confidence is one of those things that you sense. So that's why I rate it as the number one most compelling skill for someone to have. And it's not something you're born with. You learn over years, and you can lose it. You can lose it due to um, circumstances or setbacks or, you know, events that happen. So your, your confidence can be knocked. Uh, and it's, a, it, it's, again, it's just knowing that there is a way. That's all you need to actually ha- know. There's always a way. I just don't know it right now, but someone does. That and is- I can reach out. Yes, that's one of the things that I think has helped me in my business is taking the perspective of there is always a solution. I might not know what it is, but as long as I keep that in mind that there is one, it's just a matter of finding it. Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, wow. Well, I've got like literally an entire page of notes from our conversation. (laughs) (laughs) This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. and. And sharing what your experience has been and what's really helped you to transform what maybe you were born with or what expectations might have been into what success you wanted. You have a really powerful story. Thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you so much for having me on the show and for this. It's, you have a beautiful ethic in your show. And thank you for putting that out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, for everybody listening, I know you are going to want to connect with Carmen and find out more about her. Subscribe. You can check out our website again. It's wild with an E success.com. If you go to wild with an E success.com forward slash the number four and the letters A B S, you can find a free gift from Carmen. Do you want to tell them a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So it's, it's a free guide on how to be unstoppable and wildly successful. It's four key business steps, the four business accelerators. So um, go and check that out and uh, feel free to reach out if there's something that triggers a thought for you or if you have a question. Awesome. All right. So again, make sure you go to wild with an E success.com forward slash the number four and the letters are ABS. You'll see a link to that somewhere near where you are listening or watching today. Carmen, thank you again for your time. Thank you so much, Michelle. Stay well. 
Thank you. All right. Wherever you are watching or listening, please rate, review, subscribe, and join us again for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn.